Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Women on the Line, a national feminist current affairs program produced by women and gender non-conforming people at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, on Wurundjeri country of the Kulin Nations, and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Iris Lee. Filipina trans woman Melody Pollen Bruno was on holiday in Australia in September 2019 when she was killed. She was just 25 years old. A 31-year-old man has been arrested and charged with manslaughter. This week on Women on the Line, we explore the broader issues around her death. We also touch on some of the political links between the Philippines and Australian governments and worker solidarity for, for Filipino migrant workers. Later on in the show, we hear speakers at a vigil last year calling for justice for Melody. First up, we hear from Lena Cavrero from Migranti Australia, part of an international alliance of Filipino migrant organisations. Could you talk broadly about your involvement in an ongoing campaign for justice for Melody Pohl and Bruno, particularly around Sydney? Yes. Okay, so um, actually Melody is the second Filipino that um, has been that was killed this year. Oh, yeah, um, because the first one was Jerwin. But um, when we heard about um, the, the death and the killing of Melody Bruno, it was um, you know it was very very upsetting. And um, of course, um, the people here in Sydney, which is like Migrant Australia and Anakbayan and um, the um, the Trans and the anti the Asian anti colonial um, organization. So we all got together, and um, we first held uh, a vigil in, in Newtown, and it brought people together uh, to um, you know to give us time to mourn her death. Um, Melody is her death is very how do you say that upsetting. Because, um, you know, again, it's, and for any person to die like that is, it's really unacceptable and, um, really upsetting. And, um, uh, and, um, Melody, um, Melody is, you know, it's like one of those how many million, 10, over 10 million Filipino, mm. Filipino migrants who has, um, and although he is, she is here, she was here on a tourist um, visa. You know, um, her her being here um, is like many other Filipinos who are searching for um, greener pasture or an opportunity to um, be able to not escape but to um, 
to cope with what with the situation in the Philippines, where in there is you know poverty and there is joblessness, and mm-hmm. you know um, especially under the Duterte government, there's a lot of killings and uh, you know the war on drugs is actually a war on the poor, yeah, because it's actually the poor people who get killed and, you know, are accused of being drug addicts and drug users, but drug pushers, the big fishes, are remain swimming out there openly, you know, in the community. So Melody came from a, from a, uh, from a peasant family, and she was working at the, um, at the call center in Makati, and um, she was very popular. And um, even when she was a young, a young, a young boy, girl, yeah, she was very popular in school. And she had always wanted to um, help her, her family, you know, live, you know, decent lives, you know, with, you know, um, nothing poverty. Women's on the line. <laughs> oh, women on the line. Women on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know the um, the police um, formed a strike force to investigate her her death, right? And um, they called this um, strike force Strike Force Lampen. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I saw that in the interview, and it's yeah in my interview, right? Yeah. And so it... anyway, so you know that's a very very upsetting term. And so I just want to update you um, because we have protested about it to the New South Wales Police. And um, I've written to the New South Wales Police Commissioner and um, his office had acknowledged my letter but has not really responded officially. But we've spoken to some people, to the right people, to the relevant people in the New South Wales Police. And they have also... um, um, uh, clarified or contacted the police police in Wagga Wagga to ask about that strike, the naming of that strike force, why Lampson. So um, we were told that it was a computer-generated term, which is very interesting. You know, mm. what I feel like from out of a million, he generated this term, yeah? So anyway, um, because of our protest, uh, the name has been changed. It has been changed to Strike Force Poseidon. That's what we've been told. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. see. But I mean, yeah. so the use of that term was totally unacceptable. It was very insulting, and you know, it's like rubbing salt to the wound, you know, and it's like you know, mocking melody mm. and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Women on the line. Do you have anything to talk about in terms of the links between the Duterte government and Australia? Oh, you know, one of the things, you know, we might be, we might be um, focused on migrants, but at the end of the day, we are Filipinos. And we, we, we recognize that even if we are in Australia, we are Filipinos and we care about what's happening in the Philippines. So we've also been campaigning on, um, you know, stopping the Australian military aid to the Philippines, yeah? Mm. So, um, because the point that the government is saying that um, the the military aid is to help um, 
stop terrorism, you know, because Mindanao. And so they, they say that they focus their military aid to Mindanao, in Marawi, you know, especially. And, um, you know, they train, uh, they train um, the forces in the Philippines for urban, how to be good in urban warfare. But, I mean, that, sure, it's, they focus in Mindanao, but don't they realize that these soldiers are, and the strategy is being used all over the Philippines? Yeah. So we've been calling for the Australian government to stop military aid in the Philippines. And, uh, you know, um, in recent times, there has been a lot of, you know, in, in, in Negros, which is like in central Philippines, there has been a lot of um, killing of peasants. And there has been, in recent times, there has been a lot of arrests of um, human rights defenders and, um, polit- and activists, community activists. And um, there has been um, a lot of killings of lawyers. And, uh, you know, there, there are even five Australians, five Australian nationals who are um, banned from entering the Philippines because they are in the watch list of the Duterte government. And, of course, you know, Sister Patricia Fox, who was, um, he wasn't, technically she wasn't um, deported from the Philippines. You know, she was, she, she was, she, uh, she had to leave, yeah, because they, um, she, was, um, she, has, she was there for like 27 years helping the, the peasants and um, the workers, yeah, the Filipino workers. Yeah, so it is very important for the Australian government to, um, to, to stop military aid in the Philippines because it's not just about um, providing things in, in, in Mindanao, but it's like providing... The armed forces of the Philippines, the 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 power to to kill more people. Um, yeah, for sure, that's all very concerning. And Australia's links to that military aid. Um, would you like to end on what sort of solidarity you'd like to see with Filipino migrant workers? And yeah, I think you know it's very important for. Um, you know the, the the workers' solidarity, especially with um with, with the, the the Filipino migrants here and the the union movement here is something that we need to um to continue building on, yeah, and um especially because of Australia and I you know um Australia and Philippines have always had um, the people of Australia, <laughs> the Philippines have always been how do you say that. Good friends and in solidarity in in, in a different context, not the government, mm-hmm. etc. But um, also, uh, I think um, you know, loc- we we would also like locally to be um, in solidarity or to work with um, the different migrant um, communities here in Australia. You know, not only on local issues, but uh, because globally, you know, we are all part of this global um, happening. We're in. You know, um, exploitation is, is is globalized, and what 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 is happening to migrants here in Australia is happening to migrants in America or in Canada, etc. So mm. We need to build on this global solidarity of migrants, and you know, there's there's actually this um, international migrants alliance, which is quite very strong. It's the it's the only grassroots alliance um, all over uh, that, that that has a lot of members in globally. And um, and they are focusing on um, the issue of, of 
uh, human trafficking at the moment, yeah, and um, the exploitation of migrants in, in all forms in, in different countries. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add or talk about? Uh, yeah, well, with, with, I think, you know, with, um, with the melody, what happened to melody, I think, I think we should not just let her die a second death by, um, you know, not keeping her, um, what happened to her on, not on the limelight, but, you know, alive in a sense, you know, mm. because like, what happened to her is that, um, the Philippine government or the representative of the Philippine government here, they, we had the sense that they they were, they really wanted her to be repatriated quickly so that it's like out of, you know, out of their hands. And also, you know, the fact that though they re- repatriated her, they did not really repatriate her right up to her hometown. They they only repatriated her up to a certain point, mm-hmm. and her family had to take care of the rest of it. Yeah, so like, um, there are lots. You know, I don't want. We don't want another migrant to to die under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yeah. So really, how do how do we how do we bring justice to Melody mm-hmm. in, in this situation? I think we all have to work together. Yeah, it's a really important note to end on, yeah, important to work together, definitely. Um, that was Lena Cabrero from Migrante Australia. You're listening to Women on the Line on your community radio station. On October 25th, a vigil was held in Melbourne, organised by members of Philippinex trans-Asian diaspora communities, calling for justice for Melody Paul and Bruno. We now hear excerpts from speeches at the vigil, chaired by Laura McLean. Um, Alexia is from Migrante, Australia, and yeah, please welcome her. Um, I'm Alexia Fuentes from Migrante, Australia. Her family couldn't afford to travel to Australia to recover Melody's body. Her father is a farmer, and her mother is a secretary at a barangay hall. Melody was the breadwinner of the family, and her family has called on the Philippine government for help to send Melody's remains back home and seek justice for her death. The Philippine government has agreed to shoulder the costs of Melody's repatriation to the Philippines. The grieving family had to pick up Melody's remains from Manila all the way from Surigao del Sur province in Mindanao. Melody is now home with her family, but she is already gone. Women, trans women, and especially trans women of color are harassed, discriminated against, assaulted, abused, and killed at a disproportionate rate, and this number is continuing to rise despite the increasing acceptance and visibility of the trans and gender diverse community in recent years. Some people would still like to think that it's okay to assault someone for being transgender, and furthermore, for being brown or black. The Philippine government's only response is to repatriate Melody's body. It has yet to play a decisive role to push for an investigation into the case for fear of damaging its relations with Australia. The Philippines depend on the remittances of migrant workers. We must call on the Philippine authorities to play a role in further pushing for an investigation and punishing the man responsible for Melody's death. 
We want to know the full details as to what exactly happened and how Melody was killed so that her case will get the closure that it needs. As well as for her grieving family and the entire Filipino, Australian migrant and trans community. We call on for justice, for Melody, and all violence against women and trans women of color. Thank you. Our next speaker is Charmaine Rabusa from Anakbayan Filipino Youth Group. Um, please welcome Charmaine. Hi guys, so um, I'm going to be reading a statement from Anakbayan Sydney, which is also the same sentiment of Anakbayan Melbourne. So um, it is with heavy hearts that Anakbayan Sydney makes this statement to condemn the murder of Melody Pulam Bruno, a 25-year-old Filipina trans woman who was killed while on holiday here in Australia. Melody was due to return to the Philippines on the 28th of September, but was killed in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, just a week before her flight home. The daughter of a small farming family in the provinces of Mindanao, Miss Pauline Bruno was on vacation from her job at Makari Call Centre, where she made a living as a de facto breadwinner for her siblings in Manila. Australian and Philippine officials and police provided few details on the circumstances surrounding her death, but information suggests that Melody was a victim of sexual assault and rape at the time. After First Nations women, Filipino women represent a disproportionately high percentage of sexual and domestic abuse victims in Australia. The negative, often conflicting stereotypes which paint the Filipino women as either the dangerous woman or the woman in danger are persistent and effective methods of our dehumanisation. As a trans woman of colour, Melody was also particularly vulnerable to the often fatal violence that disproportionately affects transgender women of colour around the world. We must confront and dismantle the intersecting colonial values of white supremacy, supremacy classism, sexism and transphobia which laid the grounds for Melody's death and many others who have paid for this corrupt and violent system with their lives. We join Akaba Bayans, Anakbayan Melbourne, Gabriella Sydney, Migrante New South Wales and others in demanding justice for Melody. This means a full, fair and transparent investigation into her murder. Stop the violence against trans women of colour. Stop the violence against Filipino women. Our next speaker will be Ness Gavanza, who will be speaking on behalf of Gabriella Australia. Hi, um, I'm from Gabriella Australia, the, the Filipino women's organization here in Australia. We have um, chapters in Perth, in New South Wales, and here in Victoria. We basically are advocating for um, migrant women and children who have been impacted by family violence or domestic violence, and we know that Melody is now part of the statistics, which is one woman being killed every week due to family violence. And definitely it is family violence. And we do have um, outstanding campaigns at the moment along with other ethnic community groups. And this is about calling for equitable services for all women and children, of course, including trans women like Melody. Um, regardless of their visa status. Because um, the reality is a lot of the women, especially Filipino women, and where I think we're at the top of the, church, the, of the chart in terms of the most um, favored 
spouse or partner of an Australian. Um, and we know that a lot of us, of those what we call partner migrants or women um, who, are, who don't have the visas or partner-related visas and thus would not be able to access services provided by the Australian government or funded by the Australian government are really in a very vulnerable situation. So I would think, and I'm speaking also as the volunteer social worker of Gabriela, that Melody would have second thoughts of even accessing our um, services because she knows that she's on a tourist visa and she would know that she services would not be able, she, could, she would not be able to access these services that are currently open to those women and children that have been impacted by family violence but are very specific to those that have partner-related visas. And this is the, the smallest number in terms of the um, migrant community that fell victim to family violence. So um, from Gabriela Australia, we call um, for justice for what happened to Melody and to give um, the due assistance to the grieving family back home in the Philippines. We know the circumstances where the body of Melody was not even transported to, the, um, to her town, to her actual town. And she is also like many of us migrants here in Australia, is a breadwinner for the family. So it's not only, um, you know, putting an end to the life of um, a very young, talented woman, um, woman of color or trans woman of color, but also the lifeline, the financial lifeline of the whole family of Melody. So we call for justice for what happened to Melody and that a full investigation be done by the Australian authorities. And we are also calling accountability to the Philippine government um, to be accountable to this to the labor export policy that they have been pushing um, for so many decades until now and that we Filipinos always um, fall prey to the abuses not only for, from the partners um, that Filipinos land on but also to their employers. So yeah, and long live international solidarity. Um, our last speakers are Yanni and Sophie. They're speaking on behalf of Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance. They, they organise around Indigenous migrant refugee solidarity and justice. So please welcome Yanni and Sophie. Hi everyone, my name is Yanni and this is Sophie. Um, as Laura said, we are speaking on behalf of Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance. Today we come together on unceded lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people on the Kulin Nation to demand justice for Melody Polan Bruno. We come together to mourn her loss as daughter, sister, friend and valued member of a family and communities in deep grief. We recognise that Melody's death was not just a willful violation against the existence and dignity of a trans woman of colour where within a week, five women, four of them women of colour, were brutally murdered and taken from their loved ones and communities. This violence is not individual. It is historical, systemic and global. In the settler colonial context of so-called Australia, racial and gendered violence is not the exception, but the rule. 
it is foundational to this state. Philippinex nationals have been particularly targeted in so-called Australia. In March, a young Filipino man was here on a trainee ship visa working in a winery in Gerardary. He allegedly jumped out of a speeding car and died. A Filipino woman in Western Australia was murdered by a partner. Under an exploitative and violent system of global extraction, millions of Filipina women and trans people are made to live and work in precarious and dangerous situations to survive. We recognize that Melody's murder is situated in a world built on this historical foundation of violence, patriarchy and white supremacy that deems certain lives inherently extractive, disposable and unworthy of justice when just unworthy of justice when violence is enacted. It's not enough to demand that the very systems that are designed to silence and kill our trans sisters and sisters of colour protect the same communities they vilify and detest. We only have each other to turn to if we're going to envision and achieve real justice. In demanding justice for Melody, we ask Asian allies in so-called Australia to turn to each other and build safe and resilient communities. Communities that are willing to actively dismantle the day-to-day -day harms rooted in colonial colonization, imperialism, racism, ableism, sexism, classism and transphobia. Until our trans sisters and uh, trans sisters of colour receive the respect and justice they deserve, it is our responsibility to commit to this work. To end, we would like to share a poem by a Filipina trans woman, Jennifer, Jennifer, sorry, Joshua Jennifer Espinoza, and would like for you to listen to her words. This poem is called, This Is What Makes Us Worlds. Like light but in reverse, we billow. We turn a corner and make the hills disappear. You re rearrange my parts until no more hurting, no more skin sunk nighttime fear, no more blameless death. My hair loses its atoms, my body glows in the dark. Planets are smashed into oblivion, stripped of their power to name things. Our love fills the air. Our love eats the deadly sounds men make when they see how much magic we have away from them. Thank you. And that was Yanni and Sophie speaking, members of Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance in Melbourne. Women on the Line is a national feminist current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women and gender non-conforming broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne on Kulin Nation's land and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by La Tigra. Women on the Line programs can be downloaded at www.3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. We'd love to hear your comments or thoughts about the program. So please send an email to womenontheline at gmail.com or give us a call at 3CR on 039419 
8377. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Iris Lee. Tune in to Women on the Line next week on your community radio station. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.